Welcome to Wielding Legacy. My name is Laura Payne Stanley, and this is your weekly audio insight because the key to unlocking your future lies in legacies. As I said, this is an audio insight, and it's one for high achievers, for visionaries, for empire builders, and for power couples. You see, I know that you are here, already creating an impact in your industry. You are here building a legacy for you and your family. And it drives you, it occupies your mind. But through my work as a trusted advisor to extraordinary entrepreneurs, I know you aren't yet reaching your greatest potential in your business, your performance, and in your relationships. Now, I'm known with my clients, I am one of their loudest cheerleaders, believing in them often before they do. And yet, you can't enroll me in your legacy limiting story. I'm your biggest empowering challenger as well as you create your ultimate legacy. So this audio insight is called Wielding Legacy because, as I said, the key to unlocking your future lies in legacies. How money dams are stopping your money flow. Welcome to the latest Wielding Legacy, and you've guessed it from the title. We're going to be doing some deep work here on what I call money dams. So what actually is a money dam? Well, it's a set of narratives or beliefs that are keeping money from flowing to you. If you think about water, a dam stops something. However, there's different parts of this as well. So your money dam can stop money flowing to you, but it can also be stopping money staying with you because you then don't have the right dam or barrier that you need in place. By understanding how you're actually blocking or damming money, you can learn how to remove these dams, eliminate the self-destructive behavior, and rewire your brain with new thoughts and beliefs that will help heal your mind around creating wealth. Because you want more money, right? Well, I'm kind of guessing you do, otherwise you would not be here with me today listening to this episode. So we're going to utilize the power of mental rehearsal here to change your brain and your body around money for the future. Money dams and limiting beliefs around on the unconscious level are where I find the jackpot and so much gold, as it were, with my private coaching clients. Most of us have these beliefs that we're completely unaware of around money, even if we might be consciously aware that something just doesn't feel right. So that might be showing up in your business right now that you know there's something going on with you and money. You've either had a little bit of success and it makes you feel uncomfortable. You may be looking to raise your rates and that might be making you feel uncomfortable. So stick with me today. Because you may have started this episode and you may actually have some judgment. And I get it. I get it. We all have a little bit of judgment sometimes. And your judgment may be, why do I even have an issue in this area? I've already done some money work. So why do I have it? Well, there's a couple of reasons. One, you didn't work through it in its entirety. So it's kind of like a little remnants left. Or you might be going around in a circle or you may have a new level because there is always money work to do. Even if you've done money work and your income and your profit has significantly increased, you may then reach a new money dam. The easy answer is that deep down, there is a reason for you not to heal and not to move forward with your money dam. That's how the mind works. Ultimately, we're really quite simple. Now, I know your ego or your unconscious mind right now might be fighting with this. You might be listening to me right now going, this is ridiculous, Laura. I don't, I, I'm, not, I'm not buying into this one. I'm not with you because I know in my conscious mind, my goals tell me I want to make more money. I get it. I really, really do but stick with me because it's all gonna make sense. 
And you're going to wonder why. Um, one, I didn't release this episode sooner, but two, you haven't done this work sooner. Now, you may or may not already know about what we call money memory and money story from other sources. Now, money memory, this is the first memory that you have around money. If you've never done this work before, then just follow along with me. So what's your first memory around money? It doesn't have to be your money. It's just the first conversation or the first impact or the first energy that you can ever remember around money. Now, examples from previous clients include pocket money or gifting of money for special occasions or parents' money struggles. Now, I'm going to go a little bit woo-woo right now on your ass because I can and that's me and this is how I work and this is how I play with my clients too. You may well find a money memory that may be from the womb. And there may be a part of you, if you're not into the womb right now, it's going to be, no, 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 no. It's very usual. You may even find that it may be from a past life. Just allow your mind to explore it with you. Don't bring that judgment there. Just write down whatever comes up. So let me say the question again. What is your first memory around money that you can connect with? There you go. Just going to leave it beat. You can either pause, stop there, or you could actually just keep with me and answer that um, as you work through it. So when you start thinking about your money story, what is your relationship with money? If I had to, if you were in front of me right now, you and I, just you and me, and I said to you, describe to me your relationship with money. Are you in flow? Do you have a rhythm? Is it like a long-term relationship? Are you great at creating money, but actually you never seem to have any personal money in your personal bank account? So you're really great at spending it. Or are you not good at creating it and you live in struggle, even though you're doing all the things, you're putting in all the effort, but you still don't find that you're seeing the results? Do you feel guilty about having money? All of this is what we call your money story because it relates to your relationship with money. So how would you describe yours? What's your relationship with money right now? In our episode today, we're gonna to be looking at money dams slightly differently. We're gonna be looking at specifically related to neuroscience, biomechanics, epigenetics, where you may have not heard of before, and we're gonna throw in a Reiki a little later on for good measure. So part of the base concept that we're gonna accept for truth for today's episode is that we are soft wired patterns in our mind. So we all have these soft wired patterns in that there is a stimuli or a set of actions that triggers a familiar routine. One of these such soft wired patterns happens around money. Obviously you can guess it, that's why I'm talking about it. These soft wired patterns are created around our past experiences our parents or our primary caregivers views, examples of money flow that we saw or even were just a part of. And here's where the epigenetics comes in. Even the generational inherited money beliefs around money. So when I said your money memory, if you said the womb, if you said a past life, they are all what we call epigenetics. So there is a science behind this. It's not all just completely woo-woo. And here's an analogy that might actually help you to understand what epigenetics is. Think of the human lifespan as a very, very long movie. The cells would all be actors and actresses, essential units that kind of make up the movie. DNA as such. In turn would be the script. Now, instructions for all the participants of the movie to perform their roles would be included. Subsequently, the DNA sequence would be the words on the scripts. And there's certain blocks for those words that instruct key actions or events to take place from the genes. 
So the concept of genetics would be like screenwriting. So you follow me so far? I hope you are, yeah? The concept of epigenetics then would be like the directing. The script could be exactly the same that is in our genetics, but the epigenetics or the director can choose to eliminate or tweak certain scenes or dialogue, or actually how you even emphasize a word, which would completely alter the movie for better or worse. After all, you know, Steven Spielberg's finished product would be dra dramatically different than Woody Allen's for the exact same movie script, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's epigenetics and that's the difference with money. So what if you can change the direction or the dialogue in certain scenes around money to change the whole movie? Sounds pretty good, right? Yeah, awesome. That's what we're doing today. So back to beliefs. Here's the thing about beliefs. Your beliefs don't have to be based on truth. They are not fact. That's what a belief is. It's a belief, not fact. They are generalizations that we don't consciously decide what they are. How many people ever sit down and say, what's my belief around this topic? We just have these beliefs that have come into our conscious mind. So limiting beliefs, which is another term that I'm sure you probably heard for around blocks, created a tainted lens through which we start to see certain situations or skew, here's the important bit, skew our perceptions. See, this lens keeps us stuck in life limiting thoughts and patterns. Believing these limits, which continue to live within the confines of them, further than fulfills that limiting belief, which helps to perpetuate its reality. The limiting belief itself then creates a pattern of self-sabotage. So all of this is linked. And it, as I said, I can't reinforce this enough. It's often not happened at the conscious level. You don't sit down and think, think what is my beliefs around money? You just have them. The great news is today, we are going to change those soft patterns around money. And we're first going to look at what we call your reptilian response. That which you don't even think about to different forms of money flow. You may have already experienced around this when I started talking about money. You're going to be thinking about different money flow situations. It coming in through work, someone gifting you money, someone paying an invoice or receiving bills. Now, this does not have to be a one-time activity. Specifically, if you are growing or scaling your business, I would recommend doing it often. Because the more curious you can get with your emotive response, the deeper understanding you will have. Why is this important? I want you to realize that your brain is a recording machine. It is recording these response patterns at a biomechanical level. So if you do your money response audit and you think about how am I reacting in certain situations, if they are overwhelmingly negative, your unconscious mind can decide that money equals stress equals worry equals negativity. Therefore, why do I want to create more money? That is as simple as we are. But this then creates that soft wire pattern that you're telling me. And if I had you in front of me, you said to me, Laura, I want to grow the business. I want to grow the revenue by this. I want to increase the profit by this much. I want to have a personal wealth of this much. Why am I not doing it? Well, because if your unconscious mind's heard that it's a negative, money equals stress equals worry equals negativity, it is at a root core level going, I don't believe you. I don't believe that you want that money that you're telling me you want. And this is the thing, as humans, we love to replicate. So any familiar memories, such as investing or a bill landing, if you've ever had this experience, a bill landing on your doorstep or you picking up the post and you seeing a bill. Yeah. If there was a time that at 
you would have opened a bill, credit card bill, whatever it might have been, and you would have tensed and you would have had the, what's it going to be? What's it going to be? You are creating that pattern. And it does not matter if your wealth has changed. If your body is still reacting like this every time a bill comes, even if you can easily pay it off every month, it's not even an issue. You could still be running that exact same behavior. So now that you know your emotive response, and I really want you to think about what you are doing to different situations. And a, a quick tip on this, if you're saying, what is my emotive response? I love looking at clients' hands. So when you are doing different things around money, notice, are your hands clenched? Are they really relaxed? Are you screwing up your hands? You know, is there any kind of tension there as you about to go and do something? Or is it just, it's just, you know, your, your palms are really open. Have you got a twitch at all? So are you doing things with your fingers? Um, you can, you can like flick your fingers and things like this. Are you doing anything like that? Or is it just all in flow? Another thing to look at, and if you're worrying about what your emotive response is, look at your jaw. Okay. This is what I love about human body because when I'm doing hypnotherapy with clients or when I work with you in person, your body will often tell me a very different story than you are verbally trying to process with me. And the jaw is a great one for doing it because if you are tense, if you know you're grinding your teeth around anything to do with checking your bank balance, paying a bill, that would be a form of showing anxiety. So something that you are doing is creating stress, hence why you are clenching, as in like on your jaw. So just be aware of what your body's doing if you're not sure to be able to articulate it. But now you know this emotive response. I want you to look deeper. And I want you to think about, is an action kicking off a response? So is a bill kicking off that emotive response automatically? Because that's what's happening. It's an old circuit that's running right now. But it's an automatic old circuit response that's happening. Are you doing when you check the bank? These are things I hear often. Bills, paying the bank. Um, sorry, checking your bank, paying. Um, anything that you owe, tax, um, UK people, VAT. VAT is absolutely a triggering response I've seen many times with clients. And even if you've only done this for the last two or three years, if VAT or tax, or as I'm saying those words, you can feel that there's your stomach kind of just clenches a little bit, then do you have a negative emotive response around paying your tax or VAT threshold or paying your VAT bill or corporation tax or any other kind of different tax that you may pay in your area. Okay, Whew. so notice those patterns and notice the ones that are running automatically because we're gonna rewire them. And I want you to look, and I would suggest that you write this down if you can, although you could be just listening to me on a walk right now, but I'd suggest you go back through and write it down. I want you to think about those times when you are having a negative or highly stressful or anxious remotive response around money, what are your thoughts that happen next? Because there's normally a stimulus, a reptilian response, and then there's a thought pattern. Normally a short phrase or something else that comes up. And I'm going to give you some examples and I want you to think about those three sections. So here's some examples that I've heard from clients. I'll never earn enough money. Everyone makes more money than me. It's, it's going to be expensive. Um, I hate my situation with debt. Why am I never lucky with money? Is it bad news? Can we afford it? 
What would X say about spending this much money? And that's an interesting one. If you're doing that, who is the X for you? Is it a person that you're worried about? Uh, if someone gifts you money, feels like cheating as you didn't really earn it. Being bad with money is in my family. I love this one. It's just like my mom, dad, sibling, whoever else might be. And this is a really interesting one because actually it's tribal behavior. It's like the whole tribe has decided that they're bad with money. And we all say that we're bad with money because we're part of the tribe. And I don't want to break that. So I will keep saying I'm bad with money. And by saying that everybody in my family is bad with money, it gives you no movement. It gives you no direction of change. So that's a really key one if you find yourself saying that around anything. By the way, we're talking about money today, but that can be my whole family is bad with X. Weight loss, fitness, uh, relationships, love. All of those things can be put in there instead of money. But notice if you are saying that too. Um, I'll look at my bank balance tomorrow. So if you're doing any kind of deflective behavior, um, no, I should buy this. I totally deserve it. If you feel guilty. So if your response is something happens, you have a reptilian response negative, then you then you might buy something and then you go, <gasps> why did I do that? I shouldn't have done that. I've just overspent. Oh, and then you go back through and analyze your conversation. It's all right for them. Their parents are rich or someone gave them some money or da, da 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 This is an interesting one in a very present moment of 2021 when I'm recording this episode. It's all right for them. They got COVID money, i.e. in their government, wherever they were, they got some money from their government. So that's a very specific one right now. So more than likely, you've already started doing the processes I'm talking. You've already thought about that negative response. You've already thought, what is it you're doing? You've thought about the phrase that comes after the negative emotional response around money. And what next? So what do we do next? So for each of those patterns that you've identified, and you could have identified more than one, but there may be one that's very hot, as in it has a lot of energy and weight for you, and it's something that you really know that you want to achieve, record them down. Because the deeper level of awareness you have around behavior that is not on automatic pilot, especially if it's not serving you, then we can start to take back control. So I mentioned one of these earlier that could happen. If you've got a response that you are doing, then be aware of it. Impulse shopping. So if it might sound crazy, but stay with me. And I say crazy in terms of it might sound illogical. You look at your bank balance. You have a motive response, you tense up, it doesn't make you feel great. You go, oh, oh, why am I so bad with money? You then go impulse shop. As you're going to look at that in the cold light of day, you're going, that's why am I doing that? Doesn't make any sense. Why are you doing these things? Because the body wants to always have you in a sense of happiness. It wants to restore a, a sense of balance. So if, if you are unhappy, it wants to give you a dopamine hit of something that makes you happy. If shopping is the thing that makes you happy, even though that you know logically in your conscious mind, why am I doing that? You're going to do it. Other things that you may be doing, procrastination. Email call message with someone to complain. Oh, you know, if, by the way, if you've ever done this or ever had this done in a kind of like you've been the accomplice, be aware. Someone contacts you or you contact someone to basically have a good old moan um, and another word that I'm not going to use right now in a swear term, to complain about someone. It's all right for them. They've got all this money or this happened or they got given this or they get that client or they get everything they want. <clears throat> so be thinking about it. Like, are you saying anything like that? Another thing that you can do, very much linked to kind of the impulse shopping, just a different action, 
is eat to soothe the uncomfortable feeling. So there is a level of discomfort in your body around money and you can use food to make yourself feel good again. It's comfortable. It makes you just kind of soothe that uneasiness that you're feeling. So these are just some examples, but by no means an exhaustive list. So now that you've identified the conditioned soft wired pattern that is running for you around money, it's time to shift them consciously. If you haven't done that, I would recommend pausing right now. But if not, just listen to me and then go back through the whole lot. So you want to identify the stimulus, your negative emotion, any language that you're saying in your mind that you wouldn't, you may be consciously aware of to right now, and any behavior patterns that happen next, such as impulse shopping, procrastination, whatever it might be for you. So let's go ahead and change those. Step one is I want to imagine yourself in a situation that you have previously identified that had a negative emotion attached. So we're not looking for a new scenario. We're looking for the same scenario that you ran previously. That's step one. Step two, I want you to imagine in step two, the ideal scenario of how you would like to feel, what you thought after it happened and how you would like to behave. Got that one? Okay, here's an example then. So say that opening a bill previously sent you into a negative emotive response. You had a narrative running in your head. Can I afford to pay this? Can I afford to pay this? You procrastinated instead of actually finishing opening up the bill. That would be step one. Step two, you might want to open the bill. You might want to think in your your body, "Ah, can't wait to see how much this is. That would be the, the language pattern you're looking to say. And then the next step would be that you look at it with excitement because these are just, it's just a bill for goods already purchased. So step three is now go back and repeat step one. When you are there, feel the emotion. I want you to shout shift out loud inside your head. If you're in a quiet place, by the way, you can actually shout this out loud. If not, I want you to do it in your set and inside your head and go right into scenario two. So step one, think of what used to happen. Step two, think of what you want to have happen. Step three, go back and repeat step one. And when you get there and feel that negative emotion, shout shift out loud inside your head and go right back to the scenario two of picking up the bill, feeling happy, opening up. Can't wait to see what this is, is because it's just for bill for goods already received. Step four, think of a scenario similar to the scenario in step one, when you could have fallen into a pattern that you no longer want. Excuse me. Shout shift out loud inside your head and find yourself in step two scenario. Step five. Think of a scenario at any point in time in the future where as you've grown in business, you miss a goal. Any negative emotions, thoughts or behaviors start. Shout shift out loud inside your head and go to scenario two. You can do this for each individual scenario and keep repeating as often as desired. Hmm. Okay. So in this episode, we've talked about money dams and how to create a shift pattern around changing your money dams. So thank you for listening to me today. And I hope you found this interesting. If you know of someone who would benefit from listening to Wielding Legacy, send them on to laurapainstanley.com to sign up. And when you're ready to explore your legacy, your success, and your impact on the world, here are ways to start the journey. Number one is be boosted. A virtual event to take your professional service, business, and life to the next level. 
Join me on a six-day immersive experience in November where you will leave with your business and you completely boosted. The next way that you can work to get with me is join me for a one-to-one experience like no other in my immersive day experience. This is a powerful day. Uh, it's created specifically for you that combines coaching, hypnotherapy, and other releasing techniques to enable you to move to the next level. They involve taking you away from your normal life for you to elevate. Past immersive experiences um, locations-wise have included New York, Mallorca, Ibiza, Scotland, Geneva, and upcoming this year, London, Vancouver, and Toronto, which are happening later in this year. 